Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This ghostly tale, Story Club members, might make you stay out of the woods indefinitely. It's the first sequel tale on this show, and it's called The Return of Pickaxe Jack. Watch out for Pickaxe Jack, said Corey Bates as we passed the sign for Wolf Springs on our nature hike in the Oregon woods. According to the legend, he was supposedly in this area. Yeah, yeah, I heard the legend. Pickaxe Jack was this loner who dodged debtors in Portland over a century ago. He'd come out this way to prospect with only an old, rusty pickaxe. Nobody knew his real name. Eventually, Pickaxe Jack found his fortune, but then became increasingly paranoid that people were trying to steal his claim. Eventually, the old prospector died under mysterious circumstances. But it's been reported that people have seen his ghost walking the woods, and many people have disappeared without a trace in the Wolf Springs area. The descriptions of the ghost are always the same. A long, gray beard, midnight black flannel shirt, threadbare suspenders holding up grimy dungarees, a ragged felt hat, and under the crooked brim, two shimmering blank eyes that peer through your soul. Would you shut up? I said. Stop trying to scare me. My parents were camping in the area, and I'd brought Cory with me for company. I didn't really like camping, but it's something my parents like to do in the summer times when they took vacations from their jobs. I brought Cory along so it wouldn't be so boring, as she could always make me laugh. But Cory was also joking around all the time, which could get pretty annoying. She was always hiding my phone or telling me some cute popular boy like Wendell Jackson liked me in school. Most of the time, I took Corey's joking and pranks in stride, but I was tired from the long hike. The July heat was beating down on us. The sun's starting to go down, I said. We should turn around now. We're supposed to be back before dark. Yeah, okay, Corey said. But let's just follow the trail into Wolf Springs a little way, just to check it out. Stand still. I'm gonna get some pictures of you by the sign. This way we'll prove that we entered Pickaxe Jack Country and survived. <sighs> Fine, I said, getting annoyed. But let's hurry. Are you afraid the ghost miner's gonna cut us down for trying to steal his gold? Corey teased. No, I'm tired and hungry and want to get back to camp. Mom tends to worry. I'm pretty sure she's probably tried to call and text a million times, but since we can't get any signal out here, I... Yeah, your mom seriously needs to chill. She's the most uptight person I think I've ever known. Right, so let's not push it. I want to get back so I don't have to hear the safety lecture. Okay, okay. We'll just go down the hill a little ways, then turn around and come right back. 
However, as we descended the hill along the snaking trail, it grew dark quickly. The black clouds at the edge of the sky had finally decided to knit together. A rumble of thunder ripped through the sky and echoed through the trees. Then a gust of wind picked up. Before I could say, it's gonna storm, we were hit by a blinding downpour of rain. Fat, cold drops. It was a cloudburst. Hey, there's a cave down there! Corey yelled against the clamor of the storm. Let's squat in there and let this cloudburst roll over. By the time we'd reached the small cave in the rocks, lightning was flashing across the sky. The storm was right on top of us. A bolt of lightning exploded a dead tree beside us. Wood fragments flew in every direction. In the cave, quick! Corey and I ducked into the cave, which was only about four feet high. We had to crouch down, but at least it was dry. I didn't really care for the spiderwebs inside the mouth of the cave, but I also didn't care for the lightning that almost struck us. I hope there's not a bear living in this cave, I grumbled. Corey turned on her light and checked out our surroundings. Hey, look, this cave goes way back into the hillside, and there's some old mining equipment, an old rusted bucket, and a pickaxe. Would you shut up about that, Corey? I'm getting upset. The storm is freaking me out enough as it is. But I'm not joking around. I'm serious. Corey insisted. Just look. I turned the flashlight from my phone on and aimed it into the blackness behind us. Corey was right. There was an old rusty bucket, part of a leather boot, which was mostly just an old soul now, and a pickaxe that was laying against the cavern wall. Funny thing was, the pickaxe didn't look nearly as old as the bucket and boot. This isn't a cave, I said. This is a mine. We need to get out of here. Hey, relax, Corey said. I was just trying to freak you out back there. This probably belonged to some miner who believed in a legend. I don't care. I want to get out of here. I got a bad feeling. Corey didn't answer me. I shined my light back there. And that's when I noticed that the pickaxe was missing. Corey stood there, pointing, too terror-stricken to speak. And then I saw it, too. A figure was standing there, a dark phantom with two glowing eyes wearing an old felt hat slung down low. The pickaxe gleamed in his pale hands. Corey screamed, and I ran out of that old mine as fast as I could. I briefly stopped on the trail under a tree, the rain slapping at my face, but Corey wasn't behind me when I turned to look for her. I was too scared to go back. I ran as fast as I could back to camp. When I returned, I was frantic, sopping wet, and terrified. We reported Corey Bates missing, but she was never found. And the cave that we'd climbed into? Well, it simply wasn't there anymore. After that day, I never went back into the woods again. And I shuddered at the name Pickaxe Jack forevermore, as I was one of the few who had gazed into his soulless evil eyes and survived. Oh my goodness, I love this Pickaxe Jack dude, beloved listeners. He's so creepy. Pickaxe Jack is one legend you don't want to mess with. He's out there, and he'll get anyone who wants his gold. At least that's the story. Dismiss it at your own peril. And as always, come back tomorrow for another episode, because every story club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. 
It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.